look at the the different buttons just built around Kanban, right? They're not just saying here's a Kanban exactly. setup. They're they're receding, they're staging, they're they're they got a JIT functionality on a button. That's that's if if behind those buttons is real functionality that the label suggests, that is very impressive. Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes, and technologies. So if you're a business owner, operations, or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS Podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number one priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS Podcast. I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. There have been several attempts to segment manufacturing processes such as make-to-order, make-to-stock, engineer-to-order, and project-based manufacturing. Some segment it based on discrete versus process manufacturing. But the reality is that the manufacturing industry is so broad that each micro vertical could be unique with its processes. For example, one of the biggest differentiators from the ERP process perspective is the lead time and complexity of the manufacturing processes. A product that might take two months to build is different from the in and out products, such as with a lead time of fewer than two days. These two categories follow very different operational and supply chain processes and have different needs for an ERP system. When it comes to meeting the complex needs of an OEM with a large number of SKUs for each product, they need an ERP system that is designed to do the heavy lifting at this scale. So where does in four cloud suite industrial site line fit when it comes to manufacturing? In today's episode, we invited a panel of cross-functional experts for a live discussion on LinkedIn to conduct an independent review of Infor Cloud Suite Industrials capabilities. We covered many grounds, including its depth in mixed mode manufacturing and its capabilities to produce complex products. Finally, we discussed their design methodology, cloud nativeness, and the markets that will be most suitable for their product. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. And if you're joining for the first time, this is part of our industry series for which we meet every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We take one vendor or the solution that we review independently. And uh, we always have an ex- expert panel that is willing to share their insights and wisdom. For today, we have a very exciting solution. And that is going to be Infor Cloud Suite Industrial. It used to be called Cycline. So we are going to dig into that and going to discuss uh, a lot of different things from the manufacturing. Before we do that, we are going to start with everybody's intro. I am going to start with my intro. If you don't know me, I am Sam Gupta. I'm your host and principal at Elevate IQ. Elevate IQ is the independent ERP and digital uh, transformation firm. We help our clients uh, with system selection, contract negotiation, ERP implementation. On that note, I am going to move to Phil for his intro. 
Hi, everybody. Phil Kerper with Ringling Business Solutions. We help senior executive management teams align their digital transformation projects with their core business. I'm coming to you after several decades in the C-suite with a lot of ERP experience and looking forward to a great session today, Sam. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Phil. Dave, can I ask you to introduce yourself next? Sure. Thanks, Sam. Hi, everybody. My name is Dave Chrysler, and I own an operations consulting business, working with leaders in the manufacturing space to help them create the systems needed to optimize their profitability and culture and come to you with more than 20 years in manufacturing operations, uh, implementing ERP and uh, working on process improvement. So thanks thanks for having me, Sam. Of course. Thank you so much for being here, Dave. Andy, can I ask you to introduce yourself next? Absolutely. Thank you, Sam. My name is Andy Pratico. I've been in the ERP business for uh, small to mid-sized manufacturers all over North America for the last 40 years, if you believe it. I've uh, worked with over a thousand manufacturers in my career, or uh, again, all over the U.S., all over Canada. And I've uh, written and published a book on an, how to select ERP software that's available on Amazon. So thank you so much for inviting me. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, before we start the briefing for our solution for today, if you are in the audience and joining for the first time, uh, we typically cover your comments or questions uh, during the show. Uh, so make sure you guys are going to be posting them uh, in the chat. And if you cannot get back get to them during the show because of time, our panelists are going to make sure that you receive your answer. On that note, I am going to start with the briefing for today for this solution. And as you guys know, we have been reviewing a lot of different manufacturing solutions lately. And uh, when we look at the manufacturing landscape, there are many different kinds of manufacturing. And depending upon your product type and the kind of manufacturing you might be doing, each solution is going to be uh, going to have its own nuances there, uh, the way you are going to have these process nuances based on business model as well. We have done review with Infor. Uh, as a company, from the corporate strategy perspective, we already know that Infor likes to go after manufacturing. They are probably one of the first ones that really championed the idea of this whole micro-vertical and verticalized ERP offerings. Their product lines are slightly different than the other product that we have in the market. They have many different products in their portfolio. Okay, they acquired over the period of time and they are trying to sort of bring them together. They have provided just one name for all of their product portfolio called Cloud Suite, but underneath they are going to be very different products. So Infor Cloud Suite Industrial is one of that product. If you are looking for the transition from any other products, the migration path is going to be as big as, as if you are switching from a completely different vendor or completely different product. Sure, there are going to be some vendor synergy that you might be able to get overall because you know you are still moving from even four. But for the most part, the products are completely different. That is not likely with some of the other vendors which might have the industry addition or the micro vertical addition on top of the, the same product. So they typically have just the flavors in case of in four, the products are completely different. Now, in four, Cloud Suite Industrial is a very, very, very old product. 
I don't remember the date, but I believe it has been in the market for uh, roughly around the same time as Andy has been in the market for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> so probably Andy started, uh, you know, selling the, the first version of Sightline. And Sightline has gone through many different names over the period of time uh, in terms of the names of the product as well. And Andy, maybe you can tell us, and, and I think I have a screen as well. Um, you know, I think it used to be called Cymex and some something that has a lot of different ass names. And, uh, you know, Sightline today, it is called Infor Cloud Suite. In 1989, I worked with a version that was called Simon, S-Y-M-A-N, which is the version before Cymex. And then it's had a number, number of other names, too, like, uh, 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 what was that one called? For... Uh, Force Shift, if I know. No, not right. Force Shift. What's no, your no, name? Okay. No, no, okay. no, no. It had another name, F-O-R-E. I can't think of the name, but they've changed the name so many times. It's amazing. But just so you know, Sam, they've actually changed it back to Sightline from Cloud Suite Industrial. So they call it Sightline again. So uh, I think there is a little caveat there, if I understand this correctly, and I may be off. But my understanding of their strategy is it's similar to some of the other companies that we have reviewed. And what they are saying, suite means the solution, okay? Sightline is just the ERP, but they are typically selling a lot more along with ERP. And that's why Cloud Suite is going to have two or three more products, okay? That is typically the case with the other ERPs as well. They just don't like to complicate their branding. But the in name four, I couldn't remember was called FrontStep. And that was between Cymix huh. and Sightline. It was called Frontstep. And for Maybe. a period of time, it was uh, Cymix or Sightline was owned by uh, Mapix. And that's when they were acquired by Infor around 2006. Yep, I agree with all of that. So overall, I was talking about the, the positioning of the product, where the position, where the product is really positioned, um, you know, from the from the corporate strategy perspective. So Infor, the way Infor likes to position, and that we can review in some of the marketing as well, they like to go after these highly engineered manufacturing vertical, meaning that is going to be more of either the configurable products or the highly engineered products or the OEMs. Uh, that's where Infor, Infor is very, very, very specific in terms of the micro verticals that they like to target overall from the corporate strategy perspective, but from the product strategy perspective as well, they are very, very, very specific. Now, there might be salespeople who might be selling to some of the other verticals and the partners and the resellers that they might be overselling the product in some of the other verticals. But overall, from the corporate strategy, they are very, very, very specific in terms of the micro verticals that they like to go after. In terms of the competition, I think the closest competition for Infor Cloud Suite Industrial is going to be Apicor Kinetic. That's the, the closely relatable product Overall, from the corporate strategy perspective, overall from the from the product positioning, it's also legacy product. Okay, so you are going to have all of the 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 pros and cons of all of the legacy products that turned into the cloud products, and we can talk about the degree. And Phil is probably going to quiz me on this one. Okay, what is the percentage are we talking about? But you, when you are working with the legacy product you are always going to have legacy flavor. And the reason for that is they have to not only please the newer customers, they have to please the existing. And that's, that's a much harder lift overall. It's not as easy. You can't change the product overnight um, that other products such as Acumatica or NetSuite could do because they didn't have any customer base to please. And that's why the, the product is very different. But uh, you know, from the corporate strategy perspective that we reviewed within four, 
And Ford likes to combine all of the functionality as part of the product uh, itself. So you are not going to see as many add-ons as you are going to see with some of the other products. The strategy is similar with Apicore as well. Apicore likes to club a lot. Okay, they like to cram a lot. Again, the corporate strategy from the, the way their channel is structured is very similar as well. Apico likes to sell direct. Info likes to sell direct. Uh, you know, for the most part, they have channel, but channel is not going to be as strong as some of the other leading competitors, um, such as your Microsoft, uh, SAP, or Oracle. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's pretty much it from the briefing perspective. Jay, Phil, what else do we typically cover that we have not in this session? I thought that was complete, Sam. That was really a good overview. Okay. Uh, Dave, anything to add? No, no, I think you covered it well, Sam. Thanks. Okay. All right. So here, and this is one of the slides that this is one of the, the places where I could find that they have presented the product really well. I think they are getting slightly better overall from the marketing and positioning perspective. Before this, they used to talk a lot about generalized manufacturing that we are manufacturing. We will go after every manufacturing vertical. But inside manufacturing as well, uh, you have a lot of different complexity and not every product is going to be fit for every single vertical. So in this particular, and this is probably the newer brochure that they have released for the public consumption. So here they are saying in four cloud suite industrial is a true mixed mode application. I agree with mixed mode. But even in the mixed mode, there are going to be always layers. Okay. A lot of companies are going to claim that, you know what, every single ERP that I have, they all claim that they are all mixed mode, but they are designed from a very specific perspective. Okay. Here, this product is not going to be as great fit for the project based manufacturing as we saw in case of SAP Business by Design, as well as, as in case of the business end. It's not really designed for that. Yes, you are going to have a little bit of project functionality. They are going to claim that I can do project manufacturing, but that is going to be limited to the, the budgetary task. You are not going to have the operational aspect, the operational nuances uh, of the functionality. The same thing goes for the engineer to order manufacturing that is going to be complex for OEMs for the regulatory vertical. That's where you are going to be doing a lot more heavy lifting. The way you manipulate bombs, the way you do your casting, okay, it's a different ballgame, okay? So but if you can do, let's say, the assembly manufacturing, that's a very light manufacturing. A lot of distribution products might be able to do that. But when you get into this whole notion of complex manufacturing, it gets really, really deep. So Infor Cloud Suite Industrial is really designed for that complex man. The more complex the manufacturing, the, the better, you know, Infor Cloud Suite product is going to be suited. So here they are saying, okay, I am targeting engineer to order, configure to order. Apicor acquired the uh, their CPQ product. I think they acquired KB. So that's how they got, I don't know if it is integrated right now with the suite or not. We have not seen that public release so far, but Infor used to have one of the most complex, uh, you know, configure to order offering. Uh, the CPQ that they have is really strong overall for the CPQ specific verticals where you are going to be requiring a programming language to be able to configure your product. Sometimes that could be too cool. But again, if you're, uh, you are selling, let's say, configurable, I don't know, the construction equipment or mining equipment or where you have thousands of variables and each of those variables are going to drive how your uh, products are going to be configured. That's where the Infor Cloud Suite Industrial is going to shine. 
It also has very deep processes overall in the repetitive vertical. Uh, okay, that is something that I have not seen in a lot of different solutions. And the other things that Infor Cloud Suite Industrial is really strong is going to be in that service-based. The service-based component is very strong in solutions such as IFS, but they are not going to be as strong with the engineer-to-order manufacturing because the perspective of that solution is very different. Here, the perspective is if you are, let's say, the automotive manufacturer or the OEM such as Rockwell, um, again, Rockwell could be slightly bigger than what Infor Cloud Industrial can handle, but let's say if you are the SMB Rockwell, <laughs> then this is probably going to be <laughs> a great solution. Um, so here it says Cloud Suite Industrial helps manage complexity and growth. While okay, that's all fluff. Here it says Cloud Suite Industrial is an end-to-end -end ERP solution, both discrete and process. Okay, so I'm gonna call them out on this one. Okay, yes, it has process manufacturing capabilities, but it is not really designed for your hardcore process and food base. Okay, this may be applicable for discrete manufacturer that might be doing 1%. For example, let's say if you have plastic verticals or just because they need that functionality, otherwise they cannot uh, use the solution. It is designed for that purpose. Okay, it's not really targeted for the food and the, the, the hardcore tools manufacturing. So in the marketing material, this is slightly overstated in my opinion. But I agree uh, with you, Sam. But, you know, commonly, if, if there's any kind of a process or process type manufacturer that's looking at the Infor Cloud Suite Industrial, it's because 95% of their business is discrete manufacturing. Exactly. And a lot of resellers might disagree with me because they are selling in those food verticals, to be honest. They want to sell anything and everything, I guess, to every company. But again, the perspective is very discrete. Uh, that's what Infor likes to target. They don't really like target. Uh, the process manufacturing, they have a different solution for process manufacturing, but that is not for the SMB, that is for very uh, organizations. So yeah, here, I was, was going to say, Sam, I was going to say oh, the sorry. same thing. They have a cloud suite food and beverage and they have a cloud suite chemicals. Yes, absolutely. So they do have products there. I couldn't tell just from glancing of whether that's their enterprise project, product, it or is. Their, their SMB. Those are the products targeted much larger companies. Much larger, yep. So, like, for example, of, uh, uh, Heineken beer. Yeah, and Phil, uh, I think the place that you are looking at right now, uh, you know, I don't know whether you remember this from our Infor session or not. Uh, we had drilled into those customer journeys. And if you drill it enough, then you are actually going to find MERP. So in each of those customer journeys, they have identified, okay, when you are looking at food and beverage, I can almost guarantee that it is probably going to be M3 is what they are positioning. If you're looking at the enterprise product in the chemical space as well, they will have M3. And by the way, the way they like to design their customer journeys is, as you can see here, you are seeing related products, okay? So what related products means is, so as Andy has had mentioned, that sightline is your ERP. But with sightline, you can combine this with some of the other best of breed applications. In the case of Infor, they are all going to be pre-integrated. With some of the other vendors, they might not be as pre-integrated and then you need to integrate. And oh my goodness, you are talking about a million dollars. <laughs> here they are expected to be pre-integrated okay so and the only products that are going to be pre-integrated are the ones that are already shown your screen which is going to be your cpq crm uh, you know i don't know if all of them are really integrated but you know some of them are definitely very tightly in four factory track is their shop floor uh, you know add-on that they have but this is not mes okay a lot of people get confused and some uh, you know sales people like to sell that as the MES, but Infor factory track is not expected. Uh, Infor has acquired another solution 
called, uh, I believe, Lighthouse, if I remember correctly. I don't think I have seen any other announcement, whether that is already integrated or not, but they have acquired an MES product, and I don't even know if that is going to be integrated with the cloud suite industry or the sightline product. Once that comes handy, the real difference between factory track versus your MES solution is going to be when you are looking for that machine connectivity, when you are looking for that storing that operational data, okay? ERP systems are horrible for that. Don't store your operational data <laughs> inside your inside your ERP. So that's where the MES is going to be handy. And they have already acquired that and they are trying to integrate. Now, if you compare this with Epicor Kinetic, Epicor Kinetic already had the MES offering that was offered as part of the solution in four was slightly lighter, but they have filled that, that gap. So both of the companies are filling the holes <laughs> in their offerings. Uh, you know, Epicor bought the CTQ product and four bought the MES. So they are fairly even overall, uh, you know, from the product positioning perspective, they all are going to have their own strengths in terms of the way the product is. So here, the, uh, the offerings that you have is going to be burst enterprise, CPQ, CRM, and four factory track and expense management. By the way, Epicor also acquired similar offering as your burst enterprise, meaning Infor was already providing the pre-built, uh, pre-baked insight on top of your sightline solution. So obviously, whether you talk about Infor Cloud Suite Industrial or Epicor Kinetic, they are very legacy solutions, right? And building insight on top of ERP is always going to be more expensive. So what these companies started doing, they are building the insight layer on top of that, meaning your Tableau Power BI burst you know, that is going to be pre-baked, pre-integrated with the insight on top of the product that is, uh, you know, offered as part of it. Okay, that's how they are trying to sort of differentiate. So Epicor just now bought a company to do the same thing. So they are trying to catch up with Infor because obviously they, they compete next. Uh, you know, these are the real comparison, uh, you know. Uh, NetSuite, Acumatica, they are not going to be as comparable because they are light in the As of today, if you're looking for very strong manufacturing capabilities, these are going to be the solutions uh, in four cloud suite industrial and uh, Apicor are probably going to be the strongest in the industry. Okay, now here I am looking at some of the things and I want to highlight. So the way Infor has, uh, you know, positioned this overall from the product strategy perspective, they are trying to fit in all of their products in that Infor OS layer. So, you know, the way, uh, and this is the screenshot taken from the YouTube video, so the way the product is, uh, you know, sourced uh, from the from the InfoOS layer. So you have the foundation, okay, of the InfoOS layer, uh, and then underneath that you are going to have all of these products that are going to be sourced. So when you look from, you know, your LN to M3 to Sightline to SXC to other products in portfolio, they all are, will appear very similar. Okay, you are not going to feel the difference because they are all sourced by the Infor OS layer. They are using a lot of Mongoose framework, which is their internal, um, you know, design framework, just the way uh, Apicor has. And what is uh, Apicor's framework called? Phil, Dave. So SAP has UX framework. Apicor is called Kinetic, right? Kinetic is the UX framework that they have. Uh, you know, and they named their product after the UX. But the whole idea of this started uh, it as the UX framework of, uh, you know, Kinetic. And that's why Apicor is rebranding their cloud solution uh, as, as Kinetic. So here, this is the same concept. They came up with the Mongoose frame. And Mongoose is slightly bigger than just the UX experience. This is the whole IT layer that you are looking at. And it is actually trying to source all of those products underneath. So it's going to have the document management. It's going to have the iPaaS 
that is going to be bundled. But again, it's not the enterprise ITAS that you are going to see in the form of Dell Boomi MuleSoft. It's a very trimmed version of ITAS that most of the vendors have. SAP has, you know, they, are, they call it CTI, Cloud Platform Integration. Apicor, I believe, likes to integrate with Jitterbit. They have a trimmed version of their iPaaS as well, but that is equally bad as some other <laughs> solutions that we are talking about. Uh, so that's the intent of InfoOS. Uh, and InfoOS is trying to guard the legacy feeling of the product. So now they have the home pages and the home pages are used to isolate some of that you know, ERP feeling to be. So home pages could be a great way of isolating that overwhelming nature of ERP so that you can build the workflows easily for your business users so that they don't have to deal with uh, the, the complexity of the ERP. I mean, they still good, uh, but it's just going to be easier that, okay, I am looking at five options and you can build literally like a web page uh, using the home pages. Now, the other things that you are going to notice is going to be the granularity in the layers of costing, okay? Typically, these layers are extremely limited when we look at some of the other manufacturing because they are not really designed for the manufacturing. Here, the layers of costing that you are going to get, typically, they are going to be relevant in very busy and involved and big products, okay? The bigger the product, the more costing requirements you are going to have. How many layers do you attract of the costing? Because even if you miss one element, that's going to be a big financial loss. So you need to be really detailed in your costing and to be able to track all of that. This is the view that I was looking for in the business central that I could not find personally. Okay, so when I look at manufacturing, this is how I like to see my manufacturing. Okay, so this is my bomb. This is my finished good. It is going to have operation. Each of the operational materials, it's going to have tool feature. That's how I like to see manufacturing. And that's how manufacturing is supposed to be. But, you know, if you look at products such as Business Central, if you look at products such as NetSuite, uh, you know, Acumatica is designed from the manufacturing. Okay, SAP is designed from the manufacturing. Most of their products, including SAP uh, and SAP B1, but you are not going to get the same feel in the products that were primarily designed for distribution. And they sort of built the manufacturing capabilities after the fact, they are going to appear very edgy and illogical in my mind. This is how manufacturing products look, where you are going to have your bombs, your sub-assembly, and then you, know, you can go to any level as you like. And this is how your bombs should be manipulated. The level of details that you can capture for each of the operations, typically that is the limitation that you are going to get in many different products that claim to be manufacturing, but they are not really designed for manufacturing. For example, some of the really easy, okay, and you are going to think that, you know what, this should be no brainer, right? NetSuite should have this. For example, capturing your machine hours and your labor hours separately, that sometimes is a big deal, okay? Capturing your setup versus queue versus, uh, you know, and, and Dave, you must be getting a kick out of this one that, okay, this should be like, I mean, if you're claiming that you are manufacturing, you should have this, right? It should be given, but you'll be shocked how many products don't have that granularity. And then, you know, when you are going to have scenarios where your machine is moving at a very different speed than your labor rate. So you need to have a different way of capturing that rate. Otherwise, it's going to be all over the place. Then what's the point of if you cannot measure it properly? This, this is a really good example, Sam. You've brought this point up on several of these shows. And I think it's a really good example of what the client or what what 
people should be looking for to validate how much manufacturing capability they have. Because you're right, there's a lot of really good ERP packages and you get to the bombs or you get to the, the costing screens and you don't have anything close to what you're looking at on these. Exactly, Phil. And we are going to have a little fun tomorrow because tomorrow we are doing another commerce package that claim to do bombs and manufacturing and we'll review their manufacturing capabilities. We are going to have so much fun. <laughs> anything else, guys? Okay. So here is how the scheduling looks. This is how detailed the scheduling is going to be at the resource level. Uh, you know, yes, we have seen something similar in a lot of different packages, but when you look at the granularity of uh, and able to move all of these orders at different places, and again, you know, a lot of smaller packages might claim that, but the underlying technical infrastructure is not really designed for those. For example, let's say if you look at solutions such as Global Shop. Okay, you might see similar screen, but global shop is not really designed for those complex. Okay, they might cram in a lot of different features just because they are trying to show that they can do a lot. But from the, uh, you know, the the capacity perspective, from the IT, from the transaction capacity perspective, they are not really designed for that complex manufacturing. They will struggle after certain level of layers uh, in your bombs. And if you use Sightline, which is, by the way, it's probably going to be one of the most difficult products to be able to pick up and learn. Okay, that's given. But this is Ferrari. Okay, it does take time to, to learn Ferrari. But once you learn how to use it, then you will understand why it is designed in that way. So again, the pros and cons of the product is going to be, let's say if your customer service is trying to use this product, they are probably not going to like it because there is going to be a steep learning curve for them. Okay, but if you are looking for the pure manufacturing, deep down manufacturing, that's where the product really excels. So depending upon what kind of business you are, if you are a distribution business like manufacturing, don't go for this product. This is not a right product for you. Okay. If you are very, very, very deep, complex, regulated manufacturing, okay, this is where this product is. Okay. So this is the, uh, you know, the deck that they, they are building right now. And this is what you are probably going to see in the demos. Okay. This is how the demos start. And you are going to feel, oh my goodness, this is so pretty, so beautiful. I absolutely love it. But you are actually even the product, okay? This is a completely different product uh, that is built on top of your burst. And this is a similar strategy that every vendor in the market is. Uh, Microsoft is doing Power BI. <laughs> Apicor is doing the new analytic layer. Okay, because customers don't understand what they are looking at, okay? So you need to make sure you are really paying attention. In fact, even Salesforce is doing, okay? Every single vendor is trying to show just the analytics layer. The analytics is pretty, okay? And it's very easy to build as opposed to showing the ERE. So make sure you are paying attention to what you are looking at, okay? This is just the analytics. This is not even close to the ERP, but you are going to see this in with every single product. Okay, now this is where the complexity of their design um, arises in this. Sam, go ahead, Andy. Yeah. back to that previous screen, which I assume was burst. Is that already linked to the files and the, the tables and the fields in Sightline or does it have to be linked just like Power BI would have to be? So this is definitely linked. So basically, so my understanding of how Infor is approaching this is they are providing the pre-baked insight. So the insight is going to be limited to certain things. It's not that you are getting whatever you want. You are probably going to get, let's say, 50 KPIs, 20 reports, but those reports and KPIs are going to be done in Burst or Power BI as opposed to doing that inside ERP. The, the advantage that you get with this is going to be that you don't have to teach somebody ERP, okay? Learning Tableau, Power BI, Burst is far easier 
anybody with these equal skills can probably pick it up. And by the way, even if you break, what can you break? Okay, you are not going to break anything. Okay, but if you let anybody touch your ERP code and they are trying to do reporting, good luck with that because they can bring down the whole environment. So that's very risky. And that's why this is probably a safer play for the business users. Let's say if they want to tweak around and they want to, and by the way, this is all, all going to be pre-baked, pre-integrated if you were to build this on top of the other platforms. For example, Microsoft. Microsoft does not provide pre-baked instance, right? So in that case, you are probably looking at three, four months of development efforts, um, you know, integration, if you are looking at, you know, this kind of integration. Yeah, let's talk about $30,000, $40,000 per month. So we have how much? Easily $150,000 just for that development and integration. And Dave and Phil, you guys have done a lot of implementation. You already know how this works. <laughs> I have also could be, oh, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Phil. Sorry about that. There, there also might be data that is not in the ERP that you would want to pull into this mingle portal that they're showing. You know, just like if you have a Tableau project, sometimes there's going to be multiple sources. So that would also require an integration if you've got things coming from other other spots. So just to be clear, I guess, you know, the way these companies are presenting this layer, I don't think you will be allowed to integrate any other systems. This is only the insight that is coming. If you need more, then you need to either buy a separate license or you need to integrate that yourself. So I want to be extremely careful, okay? Enforce goal or Apicor's goal is to sell more Apicor. Now, if you are going to tell them that I am trying to get SAP, good luck with that. There's going to be a significant price tag. <laughs> okay. Right. But it, it, and maybe that's a differentiator when people are considering this to a Tableau idea or even a Power BI idea, you know, where versus an Infor. And I'm just reading their URL, Mingle Portal, where if it's just their data that can be brought into this, that might be something to consider for a client and what they really want to do with the analytics. Exactly. And the intent of this is not really to be your, uh, you know, the insight layer. I would say if you are really building your insight layer, combining a lot of different systems, then you probably want to decouple, uh, you know, this from your product and you want to get a separate license and then integrate and then build how you want to review your dashboards. You could probably do with this as well. But again, the goal here is really source the insight from the product as opposed to being that centralized analytic. Now, a few slides back, you were talking about the Infor CPQ product, Sam. As we all know, there's hundreds of configurators on the market, and a lot of them look very similar and very, very attractive. What's the difference between all of these other ones that are out there versus an Infor CPQ world-class system? Yeah, so I am not too sure what world-class means, to be honest, but here is how I would answer that question. So here, in the case of Infor, the product is going to be far more complex. So when you have very complex product that you are trying to configure, you are going to get far more options. The other uh, configurator, and for example, the way Apicore product is, okay, the, the whole Apicore product itself is very simplified. So if you are a very simple business, it could be great. When you get into the complex manufacturing, complex products, that's when Infor does far better overall from their designer perspective, from their CPQ perspective. Complexity means Infor. It's as simple as that. If your business model is simple, if your product model is simple, you can probably live with other products in the market. That could be Epicore. But CPQ, again, uh, if you have very deep technical team that can pick up on the CPQ product, that can build the CPQ product, then probably in four is going to be better. But if you're looking for, you're very lean in your capacity and you're looking for 
business friendly CPQ, then probably Epicor is going to be better. I see. Thank you. Okay, so this is the uh, other place. So I don't know whether you guys remember the Epicor designer, the way Epicor designer. Epicor literally had four options okay, in, in their designer. And here you have probably 300 options. Now this could be overwhelming for a lot of people. But obviously when you are looking for the, the customizability, uh, you know, how much you want to customize. So obviously Infor is really known for the customization. In fact, the whole, every single Infor product is built using this framework as well. So they are offering the same option to you. So you can do whatever you want. And by the way, the this has very .NET looking feeling, Microsoft looking feeling. So anybody who probably knows VB can pick up Visual Basic, can pick up very easily on this. And they are going to get all the bells and whistles that you are going to get as part of your .NET or Visual Basic platform. But again, this could be very overwhelming for a business. Some customers pick up really fast. Uh, so depending upon what you are trying to accomplish, do you want to customize a lot? If you want to customize a lot, if you are a you know very large organization where you are going to be customizing a lot, then probably this is a great idea. But if you want to limit the customization, I'm not too sure if you need it. Sam, do you know if this is specific to one part of the solution or is this uh, across the board, this layer, this level of uh, custom customability? This is part of the Mongoose framework, and this is this is where a lot of limitations you are going to face with the Infor products to be because the way the product is designed, it's designed to be almost like a platform. Okay, so you are never going to get that cloud native feeling with Infor products because you know you are getting a lot more control. So they cannot do things that Akimai or Netrix can because that is a, a, a little bit of web ethics, uh, you know, versus the the whole platform experience. And here, you know, again, this is a very legacy product, right? So this is how the legacy products were. They provided a lot more control overall in terms of the customizability, but that customizability does not exist in the cloud world, in the web world. So it's a challenge, you know, how to meet and, and please both the customer. Now, this is the... Uh, again, one of the differentiators that enforce you are going to get in case of enforce CSI, if you ask most of the ERP vendors in the market, they all are going to say that, you know what, I, but again, what level of soft floor reporting capabilities are we talking about? Whether we are talking about the real-time integration, it's where the real differentiator is between your MES versus your, um, you know, soft floor. So here with the factory track, you are not going to get the real-time connectivity. The intent of factory track is not really MES, okay? It's still a very soft floor data collection tool, but the amount of data that you can collect and the amount of granularity and the layers you have in the data collection, you are not going to find this, again, native NetSuite, native Acumatica, they don't have that, uh, you know, only with Epicor or Infor, you are going to. So here, are some of the things that we typically see in our space, when you are reporting your time, labor versus machine, when you are looking at a smaller, Systems, they typically combine that. They are not going to have two different options. Okay, you cannot start labor, start machine. I mean, this could be very annoying, to be honest. Uh, I don't know how, uh, you know, operators have to remember <laughs> to start uh, the machine separately, then labor separately. Um, so you definitely want to shoot for the real-time integration if you really care for that costing. But you at least have the option where you can start the machine separately and start the labor separately. You can record the times separately as, uh, you know, as opposed to, clubbing them together. You have things like, you know, team run. Uh, some companies we have seen, uh, again, I used to think that probably this functionality, a lot of companies probably don't need that, but you require, uh, you know, when you are a very involved manufacturing shop, you are going to be requiring a lot more capital uh, overall from the shop floor perspective, the drawing that you need to see on the shop floor. As you can see, it's a very complex product. 
and and these are the products that in four wheel you have some of the other capabilities such as the inspection and i think the quality is going to be another point that i definitely want to highlight here we saw in case of epic or the quality module is completely outsourced meaning you are using somebody else's product okay when you are going to use somebody else's product there is no way you are going to have tight integration with your process the way it is supposed to be when you look at quality if you are talking about just some analytical tool or snm that can stay outside of your core ear but when you are talking about a process as involved as quality meaning a quality step needs to be integrated with each of these step when you are a serious man now when you are going to literally embed somebody else's product in this process that's going to be okay because when they are going to change okay the whole process is going to break and this is where uh, you know my problem is with some of the other solution that do not own the quality because when you are a manufacturing company you have to own the quality as of today companies like acumatica your uh, apicor they don't own the quality module which is a critical differentiator for me uh, you know personally when i look at uh, serious manufacturing again if you are a very quality driven shop you have to have quality integrated built pre baked pre integrated owned as part of your solution if you don't have that that's a red flag that's uh, a great great oh sorry go ahead and go ahead I'll just say that that's a great uh, a great point Sam one of the you I mean going back to the mixed mode uh, perspective uh, manufacturing service quality it it provides a lot of functionality and it's all built in and it's all integrated all the, a lot of these other systems will they certainly do interface they use APIs and they interface to uh, quality assurance systems but you're never going to have that tight integration that as you would as all one single system exactly and in my experience integration is a nightmare you know i definitely don't want to deal with any of the integration project that's a nightmare for a cfo because you check <laughs> no any integration i mean see if i am seeing something prebaked i will always prefer that because that is financially less risky overall but again it's not that every prebaked product is going to be good because sometimes the underlying integration could be very legacy so if, when you look at these legacy products when your product is from 1960s okay when you are going to look at the integration pattern the way apis for example in case of n4 the the whole api communication you know if you look at from the developer experience perspective oh my goodness it's 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 really 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 okay it's not going to be your hubspot experience where you can literally get a key and that's it boom you are done okay you have to uh, jump through a lot of different hoops before you can talk to infor uh, in general right so that's because of that legacy experience that you have sitting underneath whether you talk about infor apicor sigex they all suffer from the same problem when you are dealing with legacy products you are going to have a lot of boilerplate that you need to deal with but at the same time you don't have functional option in the cloud native world just yet for manufacturing that you can literally rely on them that's that is something that does not exist so obviously your goal should be to go for something that is functionally uh you know relevant for you as of today as opposed to going for pretty product uh, my preference always is for pretty to be and phil you know me uh, you know but if it's not going to work what's the point of that pretty uh, product um the other things to notice here is going to be the whole kanban capabilities i have not seen that in any other manufacturing products and if you are a serious kanban shop especially when you talk about this capability from the shop floor data collect perspective uh Apicor might have that, Plex might have that. Um, you know, we haven't looked at their screens, so I don't know. Uh, but this is something very unique that you are not going to find other uh, 
solutions such as Acumatic and NetSuite unless you have some sort of add-on. Just to echo that one, look at the the different buttons just built around Kanban, right? They're not just saying here's a Kanban exactly. setup. They're they're receding, they're staging, they're they're they got a JIT functionality on a button. That's that's if if behind those buttons is real functionality that the label suggests, that is very impressive. Exactly, exactly. It gets really deep. Obviously, again, it's a very legacy product, so they are going to be very functionally rich. I, I want to be very clear there that okay, it's a legacy product that you are dealing with, so it's not going to be as pretty as some of the other products, but functionally. If you are really looking for that functionality, because that is going to drive your operation, that is going to drive your cost, then you know you need something that will work for your operation. By the way, this is how the just-in-time production looks. So you don't have to worry about any of the transactions. The only thing you are doing in the, your GIT production transactions is you are literally expediting. This is how <laughs> most of the e-commerce products that claim that they can do manufacturing, this is what they do. Okay, here is your item. Here is your completed warehouse. Boom, done. <laughs> That's not how manufacturing is supposed to be done, okay? So, but you have that flexibility to capture your GIT transactions as well, because a lot of companies like to use that. So you have many different options overall from the transaction processing. Back flushing is another thing that we have not spoken so far. A lot of systems, again, if they are not really designed for manufacturing, they are going to be extremely limited in terms of the depth of their back flush. They might do back flushing of, let's say, either just the material, they might not be able to backflush labor. They might not have granularity at the operations material level, and then they might not have control points. So depending upon how deep backflushing capabilities you need, and by the way, the backflushing is going to into number of transactions and number of interactions that you are going to have with the system. So that's a critical functionality that you when you are looking for a manufacturing system. Otherwise, you know, for each nut and bolt, you are probably going to be uh, doing a transaction, and that that could add. Uh, to the time and Phil is not going to be happy uh, because that's a lot of money. That is really an important point. You know, if you don't have proper back flushing capabilities in this example where that you can have people just having to do a ton of transactions. E exactly. Now let's talk about the project-based manufacturing. Okay. So this is where this product is going to be really weak. Okay. And I am really emphasizing on that. Okay. If you are a project-based manufacturing, meaning WBS-based manufacturing, where you are going to have the way a project manager would like to look at things, meaning you are not just going to have your budgetary tasks, you are going to have a lot more steps that are relevant from the operations perspective that might not be relevant from the finance perspective. So that's where the system such as your Business Central or SAP Business by Design are going to have far deeper capabilities. Here, you don't have that. So the only thing you have is going to be your budgetary tasks. Okay, that's not how your projects are supposed to be done. A construction company can never use this. Uh, architecture company can never use this because the only thing you can do is just the costing and that's it. I mean, they are not going to be able to map their workflow. So again, this system is not really designed for that. Okay, if somebody is using the system for that, it's oversold. But the system is not really designed for those. Uh, this is the, uh, the screenshot for their uh, capacity plan. So this is how detailed it is going to be. Again, look at the complexity of the product where you need to track. Okay, if you are committing to the customer, okay, what is your Gantt chart? Now, when you look at the screen, obviously it's not going to look as pretty. <laughs> the reason why it's not as pretty is because it's a product. Uh, okay, not everything is modernized. Okay, so that's why this is not going to appear as fancy as some of the other products in the market, such as Acumatica. But you are getting the functional view of how the delivery is going, what is the commitment if you need to make a lot of changes uh, in the due date when you are uh, delivering a complex product, 
you need to have that perspective to make sure that you are really going to deliver to the customer when when you are committing for that uh the excel capabilities are you know one of the best in epicor and and in for both okay uh, and again when you are going to be looking at some of the legacy products they have one of the best excel capabilities and that's another problem why <laughs> the newer products are not going to have that capability because they are designed more for the cloud experience but here what you can do is you can literally copy paste this whole data uh, you know in a widget and that's going to create your items okay that's and you can export anything from the entire product and that's the the capability talking about but again you are not going to have that cloud native experience where you can go on any device you can do crazy things it's not designed for okay so you are going to have some limitations from the cloud native perspective but if you are doing serious messaging business you are not going to be doing serious man on on mobile <laughs> you know you might do a couple of things on mobile but for the most part uh, you are probably going to be sitting in front of and doing the serious competition uh, or the now if you look at their overall i mean this is the new view that they are coming up with to be honest okay and this is the problem that you are going to see in most products that are going to be legacy they are trying to innovate they are trying to make it cloud native but both of the perspective are going to be very mixed overall in the product some screens are going to be converted in the new experience some screens are going to look very old and even the new experience is going to appear very old so <laughs> so it's all over the place to be honest from the user experience perspective uh, again you are not going to get the experience that you are going to get with the newer products in the market but again if you're looking for functionally rich product that is going to work for your business again this is designed for very specific type of business and business model and the, and the product complexity um some more slide here so this is the screen from the cpq and these are the products that you are building the more complex the product for example the buses the trucks the trains the aircraft that's where the complexity is if you are building that kind of configurable product that's where in4 is really going to shine but let's say if you are doing a configurable product for a very small piece of router electronics product keyboard mouse a lot of products in the market can do that but when you look at the complexity and the number of variables that you are going to have in your that's where in4 really cloud really uh this is the service functionality and it gets very 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 deep to be okay when you look at the the uh, the operations from the oem perspective let's say if i am the electrical vehicle company and i have 400 resellers and i need to uh, you know collaborate with them when i am servicing sometimes their part they are servicing my part it's all over the place it it gets really messy just okay and then you need the system that can accommodate all of these complex scenarios from the oem perspective so this system is designed from the oem perspective if you are a simply reseller you may not like the system because of the complexity that the system offers if you are a simple distributor with very light manufacturing you might not like it but if you are an oem okay this is the system designed from your perspective some reviews that we can review and then we can open up for the discussion so here this is again coming from the manufacturing business this is 51 to 200 employees and that's the right target market for in4 in this particular case this is not the uh, the wrong example as such from the target market perspective so here the user is saying we use in4 cloud suite industrial site line as our main material database to make our oem equipment okay so this user has specifically called out the oem world and that's what i would be emphasizing whether you are oem or are you just a channel partner okay if you are oem that's where this product is really going to shine we make our machines out of plate so every piece gets a part number routing and materials jobs have exceeded a few thousand parts and again how many skews do you have and how many skews go in your 
in your machinery, that's where the trick is, <laughs> okay? That's where the complexity is. So depending upon how many SKUs are going in your parts, how many layers of bombs you have, that's where this product really shines. Layers of bombs uh, as well, exactly. It, you were saying, you know, thousands of parts, complexity. Exactly, exactly. So here the plus is the routings. And again, you are not going to see this level of routings in other products such as Business Central or NetSuite. They are not really designed for, this product is designed for manufacturing. That's why the user is really like, liking the routing. Um, you know, documentation reuse. He has had a little problem with the report processing time. I completely agree. Uh, you know, there are some issues just because of that legacy code that is sitting. Um, you are going to have, uh, you know, problems when you are dealing with these physical reports. Uh, you know, that's where I think the person is complaining about that. So I completely agree there. Interfacing with CAD software. Uh, that one surprises me. That one surprises yeah. me. Exactly. I, I wonder if that's a one-off or if maybe he just had this particular <laughs> customer maybe just had some issues because that doesn't sound right. So there are too many variables, uh, Phil, in, in that. So depending upon which software you are using, you know, who has integrated for you. So, you know, so that's where the integration gets you because you are dealing with three different pieces. And sometimes the issue could be because of that. But for the most part, I mean, this system is really designed for that engineer to order. So you should be able to get seamless integration with your CAD software. I, I don't see why that would not work. So and, and SolidWorks and CAD integrations are tough. There's no doubt about it. Those, those are hard integrations. There's a third party product that most ERPs use on the market from a company called QBuild. And in for OEMs, that product as well, they, they call it CADLink and it's supported by Infor. However, it, it is a third party product and, and that company may or may not have that module. Yeah, so Catlink is one of them. There are a lot of vendors that do exactly that. So obviously, Info goes with them. Everybody has their own alignment in terms of right. which vendor they want to go with. And again, from the CAT perspective as well, there are going to be multiple vendors. So SolidWorks may be aligned with, let's say, QBuild, but there might be other vendors who might be, yeah. So again, you have many options there in the market. But again, underlying capabilities need to be there from the manufacturing perspective for it to work for it for the communication i think even even in that uh specific um review they call out utilizing some additional plugins too so just you know if you're looking at one of these solutions can sam back to your point about kind of you know what's the native functionality of it what do your business processes look like uh and what tools ultimately do you need for you know to execute on that uh you know your business model your business functionality um it all goes into play because the more integrations the more touches you have the more customization potentially the more things that can go uh awry uh, not just during implementation but you know can break uh throughout the course of of actually utilizing the solution Phil Andy uh, Sam, I thought I, I thought this one was a really good specific examples of legacy system functionality versus cloud system. I thought you really had some great examples, and Infor is providing really good information. And I also thought it was really helpful how it related to the UX adoption piece, where that you showed the different screens, and that if you if you want that really heavy functionality, you're, it's going to be maybe a price to be paid on adoption, on getting people comfortable with the system, and and how much customization you do in so. Uh, I, I, I thank Infor for giving the in public information to get there. And I thought that really nailed those two points on, on this particular product. Uh, the challenge with what you're just describing, Phil, is that, and I was just talking about this with you guys earlier, is that during demos, this, the Infor products don't always look the prettiest. But where they are is industrial strength, right? They've got the depth and the functionality. They've been around for so long. If you need that functionality, if you need that depth, the pretty screen should be secondary. 
Yeah. I think what'll be interesting too, Andy, kind of to to build on to that, I think what will be interesting is as some of that functionality moves into the cloud, what stays, you know, what remains core to that and, and what are they going to develop, um, you know, to build upon that. So I think that'll be something really interesting to watch uh, that progression, because I, I feel like other vendors will ultimately be a, be looking to try to adopt some of that, uh, you know, similarities. Just to be clear, Dave, uh, the other vendors have a lot of add-ons that are going to be really thick, so they can provide those capabilities. Sometimes it's very hard to find whether you are looking at NetSuite or you are looking at something else, whether you are looking at Acumatica or you are looking at somebody else's Acumatica. <laughs> so that could be very hard to find. But yeah, I mean, Good point. There, there are yeah. options. That, that's well, the difference between the Infor product and most of these other ones is that it's got a very broad and deep functionality. Uh, you, uh, Sam mentioned the service capabilities, engineered order, quality, all these functionalities are all built in and all fully integrated. Sorry, Phil. Nope, that's what I was just going to say. These guys and this particular product, they they seem to know their lane. They're, for the most part, staying in their lane. It doesn't mean there's not going to be uh, a salesperson or, or you know someone in somewhat of an SI role that's trying to oversell. But the, it, you can really find out who these guys are for sure. And the other thing on the, uh, on, on the integrations is, is the – or as on the functionality in the cloud – the cloud products that that we've talked about here and that I've seen in in, in other spots as well, they they have this automatic update thing in the SaaS environment, so quarterly or every six months. You're you're taking a lot of upgrades, and especially if you've customized it, you have to have a real governance quality yeah. process. That every time that upgrade is happening, you got to do your testing. You got to make sure what breaks. You got to have an IT staff or someone on uh, in an SI role that's capable of making sure you're standing up those upgrades because they're going to be adding the more functionality. So they're going to be coming. No. Exactly, guys. I can take some more short comments and like to close, guys. I think a right. good, good session tonight, Sam. Yeah. Nice job. Okay, amazing. Anything else, guys? Uh, Dave, Andy? No? Okay, yeah. so that's a wrap, guys. Uh, so again, uh, you know, if you are in the complex manner, if you are a serious manner, then you would should definitely include this product as part of your evaluation. On that note, uh, that's it for today. If you joined for the first time, this was part of our industry series, for which we meet uh, every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We take one vendor or the solution that we review independently. So don't miss next week's show. We are going to be here. On that note, thanks everyone for your time and insights tonight. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. thanks everybody. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Dave Chrysler, head over to thechrysler.club. It's T-H-E-C-R-Y-S-L-E-R dot C-L-U-B. If you want to learn more about ND Practical, head over to essoft.com. It's es soft.com. If you want to learn more about Phil Kerper, head over to ringlingbusinesssolutions.com. It's R-I-N-G-L-I-N-G-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S.com. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Andy Pratico, who discusses why ERP demos are designed to deceive and why ERP salespeople are more incentivized to sell their products and the success of their customer. Also, the interview with Billy Hens, who shares his insights into the B2B commerce journey for a construction distribution business. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word 
among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.